Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. No one likes them, but they don't care. They've got the bark and the bite, or should I say, raw. So come down to the den, if you dare. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Everyone will sing, let them come, let them come, let them come, let them all come down to the dead. Let them come, let them come, let them come, we'll only have to beat them again. It's the best team in London, no, the best team of all. Everybody knows us, we're called Millwall. Let them come, let them come, let them come, let them Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio, your home of the London Football Fan Shows tonight. We round things up for another week of Football Fan Shows with an in-depth look at all things Millwall. Joining me this evening it's the Changed Up squad. We've got like the, um, this the rotation squad. We're doing a bit of squad rotation now. After last season when it was Nick, Harry, Nick, no Harry, Nick, Harry, Harry, no Nick. Did you, were you here last season? I was slotted in. You did, times, you yeah. know. You know, we, we yeah. had you on loan, yeah. but we got some new additions to the side. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah. it's a bit like um, the Checker Trade Trophy under twenty three sides that they put out. What like tonight? Basically, yeah. <laughs> a bit like harsh. Same with the rejects. <laughs> no, you're the devs. You're the development. That, that's squad, what mate. it is. The RTC. You definitely are. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely are. Uh, Lucas Ball is head of uh, content and preparation this evening. Yeah, he's printing the Chronicles and Arnie right yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, boy, I'll tell you, pa- Paddy, Paddy was on to me before he goes, I tell you something, this man's printing whole stories off. It's brilliant. And I was just like, 
good man, good work. See, good. I like that. I like that. He's keen. Down the middle is Mickey Avery. Sam Brown's back in the building as well. I am. Thanks for you? having me. You right? I'm good. Good yeah. to see you. It's good to see you. Let's talk Millwall. Right. Okay. Uh, football's back. Happy football leave, by the way, because Thank this one is, is football leave tonight. Well, it kind of is, but. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough too. Yeah, don't can, does it? Nah, it's, fo- it's football. Three that's o'clock a, on a Saturday. That's a good result for Middlesbrough. That's yeah, go, go, home. Go, Sheffield Wednesday. We're I mean, look, there's strong. plenty of time to go. Half an hour to go, so don't worry. And they've got Adam Reach as well, who just scores bangers only. Mm. What a player! What yeah, my tip player. this season, Middlesbrough. Really? Yeah. yeah the tip the apart from when they played me all at the start of the season, um, but I knew that their form changed. And there you go. They've got Tony Pulis. He's a wily old fox. And Let's they've got talk George Savile as well, isn't they? Yeah, exactly. He's on the bench tonight. Yeah, only he's on the bench tonight. at the moment by the fans. Um, right. Let's talk Tom Elliott. Um, Jake Cooper has compared him to Romelu Lukaku. What part of Romelu Lukaku? The fact that he scores loads of goals, or, he falls or the over. fact that he falls over, the fact that he doesn't score against the big teams. What are we talking about? I'm going to go for the fact that neither have got a first touch. Yeah. Oh, that's, first I mean, touch. There, there is that straight in yeah. there, bang with oh, his first touch. Don't miss about, does he? What do you reckon, Michael? Right, I've said it before. I'll say it again. On his day, which, as Harry Warren has said a few times, is few and far between. I don't think there's a bad centre forward there. I think yeah, I know, so. but are we looking at a League One centre forward trying no. desperately to play Championship football? No, he's 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 starting to he's starting to show the fruit that he. Uh, he promised that he bears that he bears and he promised at the start of last season he's starting to come to fruition now yeah I know mate but there's sour apples and there's there's, there's something decent that you're knocking out you know what, what, what is going on does he need an extended run? I, I, I asked the other week. Does he need an extended run? You know, I where you're playing every game after game after game. It's extended confidence, run. isn't it? It yeah. is. Confidence breeds yeah. confidence, momentum. You know, the more chances you get in, the more you're going to get on target, and then then it becomes easy, you know. And he, he has got power and he has got strength. Mm. It's just getting the precision. Yeah. And, al- and also, you you look. Sorry, sorry, mate. Oh. Um, since, you know, we, since we saw on Scalak and we've been playing a game where, you know, more crosses are going in the box that he can attack. He has been meeting them more. There's been more headers coming in. He he scored in the League Cup against Fulham. Then he scored in. Uh, he didn't, he, he scored, didn't in the end. I was in own goal. Or, goal awarded to Gregory. Didn't oh, it? there you go. But you know, so and he and he scored in the win against Aston Villa recently. So he, he's starting to pop up. He's starting to he's starting to show signs. Would I start him? Would I give him an extended run? Who would you start? I, I think you've got to start him for a few games. You know, you, you, you've started him. What he started two league games in a row now, and he's he's done well. Once him and Gregory get that bit of understanding that Morrison and Gregory have, then we'll, we'll be well on our way. And, you know, you see it now, the, the more the long balls are going up to him, Morrison, the players read that and they know where he's going to flick it onto. They're starting to get that understanding with Elliot and we're starting to see the, the benefits of that. Make no bones about it. Reading are rubbish. They're not. They're, they're not even like you know on the periphery. Well, they're below of, Millwall in the league at the moment. But they're they're they are well, yeah, they're rubbish. That's what I mean. They're, they're like really, really, really bad. Why do you think Reading are so bad this season? Because Paul Clement is thieving a living, oh. in my opinion. This is oh, you're hearing this, you this live this, on Love Sport. You can tell it's post watershed, can't you? Yeah, exactly. It'll get even more post watershed later. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely thieving a living. I just don't like the guy. That's that's just a what is it about opinion. his style? Condescending, you know. Everyone, everyone, sort of, you know. Um, I'd use a different phrase if if we were next door, but everyone, you know, um, is very complimentary of him. 
um, because he he worked at Bayern and, and PSG and Real Madrid and Chelsea under Carlo Ancelotti. Mate, the guy put the cones out for five years or yeah, whatever. It's, it is. it's similar to the McLaren thing, isn't it? In, no, in, but in, McLaren's won something. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. But to it, to a point, it's similar to that thing where they they can be a good number two and a good coach at huge clubs where they don't have the responsibility of <laughs> actually. McLaren was the side. only a number two at a huge club for two years. Granted, they won the treble, but to be fair, McLaren took over right at the end because Brian Kidd went to relegate uh, yeah. Blackburn mm. but McLaren was only there for a couple of years and then he moved on to Middlesbrough he got himself a gig and do you know what he's actually got if you look at how many jobs he's had they've not been shoddy jobs they've been really good gigs yeah. but Paul Clement name me a gig where you're sitting there going you know what he actually did well there well, he done, so he kept, done well the year he kept Swansea up I know, you know, I know everyone, will, everyone will always go back to that he's yeah. always started well and then he's always fallen away it's what like last Darby? season he kept reading up, he kept reading up mm. end of last yeah, season exactly. now they've fallen apart and it wasn't it start of this season you're saying about him being quite condescending he uh, Darren Bent gave him a bit of stick on Sky, I think, and he went back to him w- with a tweet saying, oh, it was always easy to pick players who didn't try in training and just had a bit of a dig at Darren Bent on Twitter. It's like, that's not I what d- you I just f- I, f- I find with. him quite condescending, obviously, from a media perspective as well. Sam, you'll learn in the presser tomorrow that his, his attitude is very, very strange. Look, don't get me wrong. Reading were absolutely, you know, again, I can't use the word that I want to use, but they lied all the way to the playoffs. Yeah, I remember you saying a they few weeks ago. They lied all the way to mm-hmm. the playoffs. How they just pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. But it's the fact that they were really smart. And all they did was the actual thing that people should think about doing, which is getting maximum points home and away against all the lower teams. Your Burton Albums, your Birmingham Cities, etc., etc. And taking the odd beating here and there yeah. and, and, and just getting up there in the playoffs. That's what it's about. God help him. If they actually, can you imagine if they had been promoted to the Premier League? I, mean, I remember Nick saying... It would have been um, embarrassing. I remember Nick saying last season quite quite regularly uh, that, you know, with, with Reading, it was it, it was always like triangle football, sideways football, backwards football. And I always, I always remember him saying, you know, would, would you, as a Reading fan, be happy paying to watch a, a very defensive display where they actually sort of half struggled over the halfway line. good question. I'd love we, to hear from some Reading fans. Well, we went, when we went away there last year, they were absolutely shocking last season when we played them away from home. We think we come away so with a 2-0, Millwall didn't we? So do you think are playing, yeah. Do you think Millwall are playing Reading at the right time? Absolutely, Coming back yeah. from the international break, this is the right time. We'll be full of confidence and they will be absolutely shot of any confidence and Paul Clement's style isn't going to help that going into tomorrow's game. The Aaron mentioned there about last season saying that you have to beat the teams in and around you. How big of a week is this for Mill? Reading, then Wigan. It's, and it's even an, Ipswich. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one because if you look at the top of the table, again, you like, you know, Drew Middlesbrough, um, the teams are at the top. Drew with Middlesbrough beat Derby, beat, uh, Drew with Leeds, all these big sides, all the teams at the bottom, we've lost two, so yeah, let's, is, it, is it another typical Millwall? Let's take a pause, um, we're going to come back with more review, I mean believe me there are so many questions, so many talking points, thanks Lucas, appreciate it, I really do appreciate it by the way, absolutely stellar work from this young gentleman this week, uh, yeah plenty more talking points on the way, uh, yeah we're talking about Steve Morrison, a new 12 month deal for him potentially as reported in the mirror, all next on Love Sport.
the uh, oh I don't know what happened there it was just like a delayed reaction oh well uh, yeah the mirror this uh, this week have reported that Steve Morrison is about to uh, be offered a new 12 month deal with Millwall um, do you think and this is I'm putting it out to our expert panel this evening that this is an opportunity for Mill. Michael's just looking very good yeah good banner do you reckon this is an opportunity for Millwall to find someone else just to like for, for maybe a bit of tutoring from Morrison, you know, just to hand over a bit of experience, just you know, We've got bring to someone in. Got to this year. This that was the plan with Tom Elliott, and it's maybe not quite come off as much as we mm. hoped. But I think Aaron's talking about maybe uh, a younger player that Morrison can, you know, teach them the Millwall way. Um, there's no doubt that we spoke about Danny Shitu. You know, Morrison's that sort of player where he knows the club, he's got the leadership, he knows what it needs, and even maybe coming off the bench in certain games. But I think definitely there's a role model. Well, there. Tom Bradshaw's 26. Yeah, he's got. Still got plenty to learn. Morrison's been about. He's he's done it at the top level at Norwich. You know he knows what he's doing. He's been an absolute legend for Melbourne. Lucas. I mean, he's, he's, Bradshaw's not going to have that same role as Morrison. That's the only thing. And Morrison it's knows be, the club. It's got a, Bradshaw's going to be. It's either going to be Gregory or Bradshaw in the team with one of Elliot and Morrison this season. That's that's how we'll play for the rest of the season after the Gregory and Bradshaw experiment didn't work for albeit one half at QPR. And you know that's why I think I've so I put down here. Mentioned Tom Eves at Gillingham. We scored, I think, 17 goals last season, and he is a similar mould of player to Morrison. Could be more like what we're looking for in the long term. And he had a good game in the uh, cup against Millwall beginning mm. of the season, didn't he? And a very good game. Yeah, good news this week as the South London Press confirmed that Steve Morrison is going to be sticking around. Neil Harris turning around and saying that it's sort of, uh, you know, when rather yeah, than we've, if. We've, we've not got. I mean, you look. We we mentioned it with um, Harry Warren a few weeks ago with the Michael Calvin book. Morrison's one of the governors, one of the ones who knows what it's about. You know, I think when the sort of governor sort of legacy left Millwall a few years back, and then we sort of didn't have anyone to replace him, and then Lomas coming. I'm not blaming the managers exactly here, but we didn't have that caliber of player. The of leaders, the leaders in the dressing yeah. room. When things get tough, and Millwall, it does get tough. You know, things don't. It's going to be a long season, and. We need people mm. that are behind the players. And, and you, need them, you need them all over the pitch, don't you? Do. you? So you don't. You, you still had Ford, you still had Dunn, arguably Shitu, you know, because of the experience rather than the Millwall thing, but the experience. Apart from that, you didn't really have that governor there. I think with Morrison there, so it's a good idea giving him an extension. And he knows the club. What partnership up front at the moment would you say is our strongest? What do you think will play tomorrow? It's, at the moment, probably Gregory and Elliot. I've, I don't think that Gregory has done anything that would warrant him getting dropped and that's the only way Bradshaw would get in the side unfortunately for Bradshaw because you were saying you can't play the two together and Elliot, Elliot is starting to show show some form I mean last season that where they was putting him in that Morrison mould if you will of playing a long ball up and trying to bring the ball down it weren't working you touched on it now now he's actually thinking do you know what it could be an element I'm playing my own game now I'm actually winning flick-ons and winning headers he's looking a better player now when he's actually trying he's to play his service. own way and Ferguson. Yeah, Ferguson as Shane well. Ferguson, best cross for the ball in the club. So Ferguson to start tomorrow? Oh, definitely. Has to. With Wallace? Mm. Yeah. Scalak yeah. on the bench waiting for his move? Scalak's yeah, an interesting get, one, five minutes at the end, wouldn't he? You mentioned him earlier and saying about the crosses, the delivery, the service. How great is that that there is someone that can fill either the Ferguson or Wallace role if need be. Yeah, well, there's an argument. Why is he not starting? Because I think delivery-wise, he's possibly better than yeah, Wallace. Yeah, but it's, I'm it's, a big it's not Wallace just a case of that. Man. It's off the ball. It's, it's, it's what else you bring. You know, don't mm. get me wrong. You know, 
Don't delivery is one element of it. Don't think he's as fit as Wallace in truth. Which Wallace was a key, key player yeah. for the Lions last season. A key player. Um, I don't feel the last few games, perhaps, he hasn't been at his best. But Wallace, for me, is star quality. Yeah, I think with Wallace is that player. I said it a lot last season. I've said it a lot beginning of the season as well. No matter how he's playing, yes, he's not been at the level he's been at. But he is the player that if he's not there, he is so noticeable. He's got pace, yeah, he's, he's got, got the one vision. He's got that can turn a game on its yeah. head. And I like Wallace. I mean, you look after we got that free match ban. Was it a free match ban after the Burton tackle? Yeah, it was a straight red. Yeah, it was a straight red free match ban. How missed was he there? We had no doubt. We lacked we, direction, we, we direct pace, we direct. We Sorry, we lacked ev- everything, really. Yeah, because I think, well, what was it, Aiden on the left at the. On the other wing, it would have been at that point as well, and yeah. he wasn't in great form until. Of course, January. Aiden had an international appearance this week as well, which is always good. What's your views on international football and how it benefits the championship? I, I mean, it didn't do us a lot of favours this week. Marlon picked up an injury, didn't he, in midweek? How much of a miss Marlon's going to be? He's, he's, back, he's back fit. Look at the positives. He's back fit for this weekend, but he picked up an injury while he was away, then wasn't allowed to come back to us. So, do you see it then as a negative? What, international football? Yeah. I don't think he'd be the For only club person. Football. Do, do you agree? Do you feel that having the Well, I mean, look, if, 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 if you feel that, you know, Kuwait versus Gibraltar is, is your ideal Saturday evening, then crack on. No, but what about for players going to play for their country? I, it's, a How waste does of that... it's, it's a waste of time. I think it, it disrupts momentum with, with teams. I mean, look at the fact, you know, right now, international break September, international break October, we've got another one coming up in November. Then nothing, mm. nothing until March. You know, it's like, great, they're nothing too much, but it's lovely. Mm. But surely they could have spaced it out a bit better and gone September, sort of, you know, January. you can have one. Well, September, November, February or something like yeah, that. Also, yeah. you know, end of January. Yeah, you're right. But it's like, what are we doing with this? Because teams, you know, they build up a bit of momentum. Stop. Two weeks off. You know, especially Premier League Championship teams. Now, and then we've got Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday coming. What's that? So win? What's that? You know, the, the win. At look at look at the Villa yeah. win. Yeah. What is Neil Harris going to be doing now? He's going to come back with some some players who are knackered, some players who have, have come back from from international, some players who are you know jet lagged, some are picking up knocks, and he's going to go right. We beat him, but I've got to start again. It's like starting fresh. And also, as well, with the international, you think about it, UEFA have redone this Nations League and Nations Cup thing to help with, what is it, rankings and seeding for tournaments. There's teams who are now finished bottom of their, what, Group B149 or whatever the coding system is of these groups. And teams are bottom. I think, was it Poland or Czech Republic? Poland's already been relegated from Division who cares in Poland? Is there a national outcry in Poland that they've been relegated from the whatever league they're in? And it's the same with England. Everyone's like, oh, England could finish bottom of the group. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, well. You, you yeah. know, you know we there's, down, there's, no, there's no argument. I had this discussion the other day. Germany, they're in a bit of a rut at the moment. If the Germans finish bottom of their group and were relegated, do you really not think they're going to qualify for the next tournament? They'll do something to get them in. That's how UEFA works. Yeah, oh, isn't it? It's you know, I think you'd be better off playing all the international fixtures in the summer and just have no international breaks during the season. Finish the season a bit earlier. Play I can, the internationals. I can see the, I can, Interesting point. Yeah, I can see the good side of it. Where or maybe when we was in League One, arguably when you had Shane Ferguson and and Savile, and they were going to like Northern Ireland and they were playing with some stellar players and they were yeah. playing against stellar players. I understand that side of it totally. But like you said, when 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 you're rocking up against Gibraltar. Well, rock, rock, Can rock, I just rock. say fair play to Gibraltar for winning? Oh yeah, quality two games. I tell you what, absolutely what, unreal. Yeah, Georgia I mean, have won four in a row as well, aren't they? I think as well. Nuts, isn't it? Absolutely nuts. But yeah, it feels like don't get me wrong, the country's on a bit of a hype after international football. But for me, it just does not do it. You can't beat the club stuff. Uh, we're going to continue our preview to uh, the Reading game tomorrow. Uh, plenty more as well on the way this evening. It's Love Sport Radio at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. O two o eight seventy twenty five. Further is the number to call. I mean, um, yeah, this is Love Sport. We're in October, and we're talking, uh, we're talking all things milk. Don't know. That was the strangest request anyone has ever put through. <clears> it's station. because it's the only time anyone's cared about the England national team since '66, except for the World Cup. Yeah, Lucas is thinking. I don't even know what that World was. World Cup, World Cup O2. But did oh, Michael have the moves, or did he have the moves? Neither. <laughs> On that <Fine>. note, <laughs> Michael Lionesses. Yeah. I thought this was Lucas's bit. <laughs> stop, <laughs> no. stop faffing because Nick, Nick's sitting there going, no, yeah. listeners, we're going to ax them both. So, right. <laughs> well, Paddy's just said he's there rubbing the cat. I don't know what that means. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he, I, I don't know what that means. But, anyway, uh, let's talk Lionesses. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, another loss at the weekend, went in the end. I think they're, what, second bottom in the table it's now. four games in, is it? Yeah, yeah, four games. Yeah, four games, four games in at the moment. It was, uh, yeah, took t- the lead... Took the lead with a lovely free kick from Beth Beth Lumsden, but unfortunately, yeah, Leicester came back into the game second half, and yeah, it was an unfortunate two-one defeat. Really unlucky, actually. They played some great stuff at times, and uh, yeah, the, the the squad had come down with with uh, quite the odd cold and flu. So, and Chris Phillips as well. So, unfortunately, mm. it was also health was against them as well. But it was a good performance by the girls. Well played. And how do you yeah. think they're going to do this season? Have they made many changes? How do you see the Lionesses getting on? 24 new players in it, I think. Yeah, it's, it's always Are they still gelling? Are they? Yeah, it's going to be a tough It's, it's, it's been be such a, a weird one with Millwall Lionesses. I remember when I was in my first year of university, we had like a joint project and we were actually going to be working with Millwall Lionesses. And on the day of like that project, like the launch of the project, the Lionesses co- coach just quit oh, like no. about 10 minutes before we were about to launch this project. And the project just got thrown into turmoil completely. Yeah, it was not good. Mm. But they've had so many like ups and downs. It's absolutely nuts how they, you know, a lot of them have stuck together. 
Yeah, I think they're doing. Palomine plays from Leanne. Yeah, Leanne. She's she's been she's been an absolute star this season. Proper stalwart. Yeah, really really good player and like really shown some leadership. Considering last year she was one of the younger players, you know, come mm. through the development and only just breaking through, you know, to now captain the side and be one of the sort of the ones that the young girls are looking up to. Yeah, she's she has, yeah, she's been brilliant. So she's been Millwall ten twelve years now, isn't it? Like yeah, so yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah. So long, what's long next time. up for the Lionesses? How quickly are the fixtures sort of coming through, and who have they got next? They're, they're quite spread out, aren't they? Obviously, because there's not as many people to play. There's not many teams to play. Tottenham away this weekend, and then mm. Charlton next week, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yes. I suppose two big games. Then it's got to be a win next week. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough because Spurs again four wins from four, and um, if they if they beat the Lionesses on Sunday, they they go top of the table above Man United Ladies, who everyone sees as the absolute outright favourites for the. For they the are. They are though. I mean, they, I don't think they've conceded a goal yet. No, no, they're fine. Yeah, absolutely. Couple, couple of ex Lionesses at Tottenham as well, and Rihanna. Dean's been in great form for Tottenham and she's over this season. Yeah, she was Mill's um, top goal scorer last year as well. So, yeah, and Me- and Megan Wynn as well, their player of the year. So, yeah, t- two players who were arguably standouts for for the Lionesses last year and now are against them. So it's going to be a yeah. tough one. But yeah. same with Charlton next week with Lee Nickel coming back. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a yeah, it's going to be a tough game. But they're, they're playing well. They're playing some great stuff. Guess what though? If you want to go down and watch them, if you take your season, guess how much it is? It's a, it's a freebie, isn't it? Gratis. Yeah. Nothing. Gratis. Yeah. Free. And to be fair, the level of football, well, a lot of people I've spoken yeah. to, they, they go, do you know what, I'm actually pleasantly surprised with how good the, the, the women's game is. You know, there's, there's a bit, little bit of an ignorance around it. So, yeah, get down there. Get down there on Sunday. Get down, give them your support. Um, yeah, the WSL uh, is a, a great place to watch football, the WSL Championship. Man, you know, it's just absolutely incredible. 23 goals they've scored. Incredible. Something. 23. Didn't they beat Aston? Was, was it 12 against Aston Villa? Something like 12-14. 12-0 against Aston Villa. It was absolutely nuts. The funny thing is, is is even, you know, the WSL one is is so open. I mean, mm. Arsenal went to Chelsea and beat them 5-0. Yeah. Yeah, that was an insane absolutely result. Absolutely incredible. I watched the 3-3. I, I, I did Everton... Um, Versus, I did a game on Saturday. I can't remember who it was, to be honest. Uh, but they both hadn't scored any goals. In fact, it was Brighton. Yeah. Uh, Brighton versus no. I don't think it was now. Uh, that, that shows how long a week it's been. Yeah. I covered Brighton <laughs> on Sunday. That's all I know. I covered Brighton on Sunday, mm. and uh, they were very good. It was a three-three, an absolute uh, 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 cracker of a game, and both the teams hadn't even scored a goal. It's Brighton versus Everton. Yeah, what am I on about? It was Brighton yeah. versus Everton, uh, and yeah, both of them hadn't even scored a goal. And it was it was a three three cracker, an absolutely top 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 end game. Um, so yeah, plenty on the way. We're going to be talking to Dave Edwards next, uh, Reading midfielder, getting the opposition view ahead of this weekend's game. The opposition view on Love Sport. Adam Reach has grabbed another... Well, he's grabbed a goal back, but it's another one from him. He's an outstanding scoring form this season for Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday 1 and Middlesbrough 2 is the current score at Hillsborough. 88 and a half minutes uh, gone there. Let's talk now, though, to uh, former Wolverhampton Wanderers midfielder. Absolute legend at Molyneux. Uh, he's trying to be a legend at, uh, at the Medesi Stadium. He's been there since 2017. It's Mr. Dave Edwards. Dave, how are you, pal? Hiya guys, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good. good. Um, first and foremost, I mean, what kind of a start to the season has it been like for Reading? Um, you know, obviously last season was, was very, very edgy, not the best uh, or most consistent start, but what what, have you, what can you take from the opening, opening fixtures of the season? 
it's, it's definitely been difficult um, for, for me personally. I've, I got injured just before the season started, so I've almost had a bit of a, an outside view into it, or almost watching as a fan at times. But it's um, it's been difficult, and it's carried on from what was a really difficult year last year as well, which is probably the most disappointing thing. Um, we, we really struggled last year, and we, we couldn't get any momentum going. And this season, unfortunately, has been has been much of the same. We've been very much in games, but been losing by the odd goal or, or not hanging on to our leads and, and just being able to get these victories. But as all matches in the championships and all teams in the championships, I think once you do get on a roll, um, that confidence comes and you can start building on it. And on the flip side, when you're in, in the losing form, which which we had been in last year, we, we haven't been able to get out of that yet. Yeah, I mean, we, we were talking about it earlier this season with Millwall and we said, you know, losing can quite easily become a habit and do you think that's sort of the rut that Reading find themselves in at the moment? Just need that one good result to maybe spark them on like Millwall had against Forest the other week and then went on to win against Aston Villa? Yeah, I think it's um, you need that win and then you need to follow up with, with another one. So we've had a couple of wins, but always the performance after has been quite disappointing. And uh, as you said, losing can become a habit and I think it's taken its toll on the whole football club I think as a whole with the fans the players um, everyone at Reds at the moment is just dying for some positivity and, and that's got to come from us as players on the pitch and, and get them results because it can quite easily turn you know we're still very early on in the season and um, you know in, in football when you're playing that uh, there's no better feeling than winning and all of a sudden we play Millwall on Saturday and if we win that game we go to Birmingham and Swansea in the week thinking well we can get an- another six points here whereas if you go and lose against Millwall you're looking and thinking oh Christ these are hard games coming up and, and that's the mentality you have So this is a big one for Reading tomorrow Yes yeah huge one I think I think that the um the supporters know that I've seen that in sort of local media that they know it's a it's a big moment for the club and I know the the team think it as well. You, you can see the the way we've been in training this week and the focus has been there and it's, there's definitely an edge I think after losing in the way we did against West Brom in, in our last game after being one 0 up and losing four one I think that hit the boys hard and had a whole international break to reflect on that and I say we're desperate to get three points but I've, I've definitely noticed a difference in sort of this is critical for us and, and the lads know that it's um, a very important time not just for them as players but for, for the whole club Dave is, is this a six pointer oh sorry Sam I do apologise is this is this a six pointer um, it's probably a bit early on in the season to say that but I so say we need to start winning football matches and I say we, we've got to do that sooner rather than later and if we did lose tomorrow then obviously we've got two other games this week and six points out of nine all of a sudden isn't bad so I wouldn't say it's a six point just as yet but say the sooner we get back to winning ways the better Do you think the the form is there and it is about to change? Do you feel it just hasn't clicked yet or are you worried? Um, No I'm not worried because I see what the lads are capable of um, even though I haven't been able to contribute this season I, I know what a good squad we've got and I don't think we've we've really shown what we're capable of I think that's even though our position league it's a good thing that I know there's a lot more to come from from this group and just hopefully it clicks together um, so it's easier said than done but I know in that dressing room there's sort of a few and say once 
we get that win, I'm sure players themselves will, will have that confidence back and then the level of performance will, will go up from there. You're um you're a bit injury struck at the moment. Um, is it Bob Bod Varzen? He's um he's been in great form so far. Who, who who do you think could could step in and fill fill the void? Yeah, well we've been missing um, missing Sam Baldock, who was sort of our big sign in the summer. He's been out of a calf injury recently, and then John Daly Bavarsen, who's been in great goal scoring form and probably our best player so far this year. He he picked up a calf injury as well, but um, of course we've got Sam, who's who's been back training. Um, he'll be in with shadow play, and then we've got. Yaku Mate as well who's who's actually done quite well this year he's just hasn't been able to get as many goals as he'd like um, we've definitely got the firepower there but as, again I feel like I'm uh, repeating myself it's strikers more than anything is confidence and um, so once someone else starts scoring apart from John Daddy then hopefully he can go on a run too well, you don't, um, Obviously looking ahead to the game tomorrow which which Millwall players do you think you're going to have to keep a particular eye on in the Reading team? Yeah, well, I always well, I always think that the front two there uh, are really hard to handle. You know, um, Steve Morrison from my time at Wales and know how hard he is to play against. And in both games we played him last year, we we lost both times them. And him and Gregory caused us real problems uh, with their their movement between each other. They they know each other's game really well. Um, and then obviously you've got the size and the presence of the centre halves off set piece, which is which is always dangerous. Um, we know how tough it will be. A very physical team, and I think they got the better of us um, in a in a physical battle last year, and, and that was enough to win them the game. So um, we need to match that. I'm sure if we do match that, I do believe we've got the quality in the team to to beat them. But say anyone who plays Millwall needs to know that they need to give themselves a fighting chance by matching their work rate, their ethic. And then work ethic and um, the physicality as well. You got your first goal for uh, for Reading against Millwall last season. Uh, what was it like? I mean, obviously you didn't come away with the three points that day at the Den, but scoring at the Den as well. It's uh, it's an in- intimidating place to play. It is, yeah. I always enjoy playing there. Though. I've, I've managed to get on the score sheet a few times there with Wolves as well, and obviously at Reading, and that was to go one 0 up, and it was my first goal, so it was important for me. Um, Unfortunately, they scored off two set pieces, but I think we were robbed towards the end. I think I got hacked down, and it was a blatant penalty. But I think the referee bottled it with those noble fans in in attendance in sort of the 94th minute. But um, it it is a hard place to play, but it's a place which I I love playing at, and it's always a great game. I think my personal style of football is a lot more um, old school, if you like. I like to get up and down the pitch and winning second balls and, and things like that. And I think that's the sort of club Millwall are renowned for, and I've always enjoyed playing that. Yeah, uh, you retired from international football. Obviously, a new man in charge at the helm for uh, for Wales now. Um, any 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 calls to go back? Anything? Any you know temptation to turn back and and say you know I want to be involved again? When I first retired, it was a tough decision. It was kind of a lot to do with my family as well. I obviously moved down for Reading, but I'm, I live up sort of on the Welsh border in Shropshire there, and um, being away from the kids a lot, and then having international breaks, it was difficult. And I wasn't first choice at all for Wales. I sort of perhaps if there was a couple of injuries, I, I, I would play. Um, so it was a tough decision, but I think looking back now, it was the timing of it was perfect because you see how much rugby has invested in youth since he's being there and there's quite a few older boys in there now who, who aren't playing either and these boys are ahead of me um, so I think I would have been slowly being pushed pushed out anyway so um, I was uh, so happy with the Wales um, 
never in my wildest dreams I thought I'd have done that and then to play at Euros as well uh, it was a very very special time I mean what it's done for me my own personal career was huge and I can't thank them enough but it was definitely the right time to, to come away from there and so I just enjoy watching the matches now as a fan and as you see it going tomorrow, obviously a massive, massive game at the uh, at the Medeski. It's it's known to be, you know, quiet. Let's 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 not sort of um let's not beat around the bush really. Um, you know, it's known to be fairly quiet. The fans aren't the most vociferous, but you know, how do you see things going? Millwall are gonna arrive, they're gonna try and be tough and and, and, and be strong against uh, against Reading. Um, yeah, how how do you see it going from the stands? I can see there being a real edge on the game. Um, it means so much to both teams at this point in the season. Seasons really, and Millwall are always noisy, um, so they'll create an atmosphere. And I think um, the form we're in at the moment, and not having a game for a while, I really do think the fans will come in in big voice tomorrow. Well, I hope they do. Um, and then, but it's always it's always up to the players on the pitch to create an atmosphere. And I'm sure if we can start fast and quick and with some quality, we'll, we'll get them really behind us. But I, I do think it'll be a tight game. But I have every confidence that we we can sneak the win. Do you think you're playing Mill at the right time? Uh, I don't know, is there, is there an ever, ever right time to play? Do Mill you feel or, considering both teams perhaps are looking for that run of form? You know, the, to turn the corner. Do you think it really could be a you know a battle out there, or could it just be a draw? Um, it'll definitely be a battle. I, I I can see Neil Harris telling his Millwall team that it's probably not a good time to play us in terms of we're sort of a wounded animal, like I said before, desperate for a win. Um, I can almost see what his team talk will be like. He thinks if they can be physical with us, then they can get the upper hand. But I'm sure that tomorrow we'll be really able to match it. And as I said, it's, it's an important game for both teams. So I don't think they'll want to play us as much as they want to play them. Dave Wellpout, rest up. Thanks very much uh, for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Do pop down uh, and join us in the studio at some point. Wolverhampton Wanderers legend, current Reading midfielder, there, Dave Edwards, with us on Offsport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. Yeah, great getting some insight from uh, Dave Edwards there. Big thanks to Dave for uh, for coming on with us. Um, how do you see this one going? Again, I didn't want to say six-pointer. It's a bit early for a six-pointer. Both teams are down there. Let's not make no bones about it. Surely Millwall got to go in there and go, look, these guys are so low on confidence, it's unreal. It's an opportunity for Elliot to bag a couple. It's an opportunity for Lee Gregory just to do his thing. It's an opportunity for the people who haven't shined, maybe someone like Yuri Scala, to go there, pick up that one, just that little booster that's going to get you a bit of motivation, then bang. Yeah. Neil will be looking at this week going, you know, there's no easy games in the championship, but Reading, Wigan, Wigan, Ipswich, this is the week to carry on the momentum. And as Aaron said that, Reading, you know, they are in bad shape, but as Dave said, they're up for it. You know, so I yeah. think it is a six-pointer. They're both in a similar position. Um, Dave sounded 
confident and like the fire in the belly but Mill going to be going there wanting that win and they're going to look at it at one of the easier games you, in the championship you're right but I mean we've Sam we've and even Lucas I know you I know you're slightly younger but we've been following Mill long enough now that how many years and how many seasons do we always perform against the big boys and, and lose always against lose against the big boys Sunderland last year greatest example and quite similar now Sunderland last year we should have took six points off them clean sheets we took two, and I think at least in the home game, we were one down, and it went to one all. When so you're all of the underdogs, yeah. you know, it's yeah, game well, on, well. even though it hasn't gone so far this season but I will be looking at the odds tomorrow and if yeah. Millwall are favourites I might be going oh no, no exactly. but I think it's got a draw written you, all over it if you look it. ahead to this week you know there is it is a potential nine point week but you Mill know it won't it. work like point. that I think you look at every game as if you want to win it of course but it's a huge week huge week to so turn things around the positive mentality and I think it, it, Mill will be going there going, we have to win this. Just get that connection right back up with the fans like it was last year. If we pick up a couple more wins and it'll be back up, not quite We're to not where it was far last year. Into the but season yet. I think nah. what's been more worrying compared to last season is the performances. Last season we weren't getting the results, but the performances were there. I think if the Mill performances start to come back, then that breeds confidence that our league position is actually forced and they are they are slowly coming back aren't they and that's what we want to see so for me tomorrow lots of shots on target lots of play lots of uh, I good passing yeah, I thought you were just going to stop no. lots of shots um, <laughs> and a good minimal performance and we don't always get the rub of the green but if we can start to see that and grinding out the results I'm sure it'll turn well, let's go on you know we won't get a decent ref tomorrow we had a decent one against Villa so we're not going to get two in a row are we no you announcement never know. of who the ref is yet but we'll have some stats Reading have lost one of their t- uh, past ten home matches against Millwall in all of competitions they won seven drawn two though of course this loss came back in February Millwall won 2-0 at the Madstad uh, Millwall won both league meetings with Reading last season after winning just one of their 16 league matches against the Royals prior to that Reading have lost 18 championship matches in 2018 two more than any other side but Millwall have taken just three points from their past eight away championship games Reading collected six points in their first two home championship games under Paul Clement in the eight games since they've won just four points and no one has conceded more championship goals in the past 15 minutes of uh, in the last 15 minutes of games this season the Millwall eight level with Preston it's got nil nil written all over it then isn't it yep <laughs> we're looking for our first back to back wins since April I think as well which it seemed that seems an awfully long time ago now Millwall have struggled on the road recent seasons and yet we have the third highest away following and Millwall fans they have great voice yeah uh, Dave the live caller there um, also said that Reading are quiet in the ground yeah. the atmosphere have you ever been there Yes, quite a few times. Yeah. Had a nice curry. <laughs> Average, yeah. Um, it's it's. This is a real red in loving tonight. It's how quiet. much? How much do? The, how important is the fans going to be tomorrow? I say every. Oh, they're, game. But they're not going to turn up. They yeah, they don't they're turn up. They're not. You know. No, the Millwall fans. The, the Millwall fans will be there. They'll be in full voice. Mate, I went there with Crystal Palace during a uh, oh, during a pre, during a preseason friendly. And the Reading fans were an absolute shambles. There, there is, there is no, no sort of comparison between the two. Believe me, it's unreal. And it's, it's a shame because I mean, up until like the last couple of seasons, Reading were always 
like a pretty decent side to watch, you know, under McDermott, under Koppel, those type of managers. In the past, they, they were pretty pretty exciting there to watch. There have been ownership issues. Everyone oh, yeah, knows course, that there's yeah. been major scale ownership issues with John Madeski trying to get rid of the club. He sold it to a Russian. The Russian returned it, you know, with the receipt. Uh, he sold it to a Thai consortium. They had some other plans, so he, he managed to get it back off them. That sold to a Chinese brother and sister. They brought in the former Chelsea uh, CEO to try and run the club. Um, and yet, it's not That's really what? going to plan. They're spending money, but in the wrong areas completely. Let's look ahead, though, because it's three games in a week for me. It's Wigan away, uh, Wigan at home. In fact, it's a curry night. It is. Mm. It's also Kids my throw birthday. I was well. oh, your birthday as well. Yeah, Kids for a quid, curry night, and your birthday. There we yeah. go. Happy days. It's Christmas. Wigan. We've got to be. I mean, Wigan have started the season. Had a great start. Absolute great start. But coming back to the den, it's winnable. They've dropped off 100%. the last few games, so it could be a good game time that we're looking in. We'll be looking at winning it because, yeah, they started. I think after about five, six games, they were up in the top six, and now they've dropped. I think they're about twelfth now. But yeah, okay, they're still above us. But we're, we're that drop. Can't look at the table. Drop off, they've got mm. Paul Cook. Uh, Paul Cook is it's Paul Cook, isn't it? He's, he's yeah, a good yeah. manager. He's got them firing, got them out of League Two, and after uh, of League One, out of there, you know. They, they had some troubles a few years ago, you know, after their relegations and whatnot. Obviously, got to get rid of a wage bill, but they have really turned themselves into Beat a Man City good outfit. Yeah, and uh, they they did well. Mm. Um, and and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised to see them as outsiders for the for the playoffs. Yeah, we heard we, it here first. Aaron's tipped Wigan mm. for the go. playoffs. But well, we, I mean, if you look at the League One sides who came up last year, you know, there is Pat, Paddy's just looking at that. He's writing that down on the back of his fag page. Uh, <laughs> Wigan Athletic. <laughs> You know, he's about to get in. But they're on. a big club. I mean, Reading are a big I club. Call them a big club. No, but could you see Reading in League One? Yeah. Could you see, no, could you see Sunderland in League One last yep. season? True. Yeah. That is true. No, that is no true, one is too big no to go down. No yeah, one is safe. No one is safe. No one is too big to go down. There's, there's no entitlement to, to, to <laughs> saying, you know, oh, we have to be in the unless championship. Unless you're Leeds. They're no. League I think they suit League One, actually. They were in League One. Yeah, no, exactly. Ipswich, Ipswich are the only ones who have stuck around properly. Yeah. 14 years they've been in championship, haven't they? Something longest like, run. Longest run of teams going. But no no one. Look at Southampton, the bounce they yeah. have. Everyone seems to have that bounce. And it's usually that free fall, isn't yeah, it? Where Norwich the championship, it. and that's why Norwich, West Brom struggled at the start of the season because the championship is a different type of football. It's physical, it's, you know, it's completely different to the Premier League. Yeah, but as... as and it's adjusting. Yeah, as, as, I, as I was saying, when if you look at the teams that come up from League One last year, normally you get one or two who are smallish. Burton, for example, Barnsley, arguably, when they came up, you know, a bit of a year Three good teams come up from League One last year. This made it the championship even harder. The championship is strong. But look at Millwall last season. Get promoted, go on that incredible run. Almost promoted to the Premier League. Almost got to the playoffs. We almost dared to dream. And we That's did it. Exactly. We all did dare to dream, didn't we? And then all fell apart at that Fulham game. But, but the less said about that game, the better. Anyway, let's get some. Uh, well, let's, let's get some positivity going. Yeah. Wigan at home. I fancy Wigan. Kids for a quid. They can have a curry as well. Curry. They can have a curry. Add, add the money you've saved from their ticket. Back at the den, Tuesday night, more win all over it. Under the lights, there's no better place, as Nick Hart will, will, will he always says. There's no better place to watch, to watch football than under the lights at the den. So yeah, how do we uh, how do we see uh, first and foremost? How do we see tomorrow going? I think it's got a draw. I think it's going to be a good meal performance. I think we're going to be unlucky, and I think we'd take a point on the road. Yeah, a, a couple of weeks ago, before the Forest game, we would have taken a point against Reading. At the Majeski. 
Lucas a 4 0 absolute Elliot hat trick. Yeah, Elliot's going to get all four, and then Cooper's just going to get one from a corner in the last minute as well, 5 0, isn't it? Or it will clear one off the line. Yeah, you know, he's, he's gonna, something's going to happen with Jake Cooper tomorrow. He'll get sent off or he'll score. Lots no, of excitement. No there you are. You've heard it here on Love's Fault. What about you? What do I think? Yeah. I think it's going to be a draw. Don't sit on the fence. You know what All right, I'm not sitting on the fence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not a nice place to be. No, I... Like I said, I just want a good Millwall performance. Yeah. Reading. F- let's, let's go for a 1-0 Millwall win. I'm going 2-1 Millwall. 2-1 Millwall. 2-1 Millwall. Right, let's look ahead to Wigan. How do we see that one going down? Under the lights. Everyone, Pat full of curry. Loads of kids in the building as well. Uh, quid, quid for a kid. You can't go wrong. You heard it here first. Again, you know, <laughs> advertising. Millwall Football Club, look, we're advertising for you as well. Kid for a quid. Get yeah, down there right no now. Excuse. We advertise these better than we advertise the actual sponsors, don't we? This is very true. <laughs> do we have sponsors? Anyway, uh, right, okay, yeah. How <laughs> do you see that one going? That's going to be a tough one. I see that as a tougher test than, than, than tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to say, I think if you can get seven points from the next nine, you'd be happy with that with Wigan being the draw. Also, if there's seven points from the next two, I was about to say, how do you do the maths? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd, I'd go for a one all against Wigan, to be honest. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd like to see us get the win, obviously, but I'd, take, I'd be quite happy with it. Provided we can win tomorrow, I'd be happy with a draw on Tuesday. I think if we draw tomorrow, then we need that win. Sam? Yeah, I think Wigan is an easier game out of the two. I think back at the Den, I see the win. You think it's an easier one? Yeah. Back at the Den, Millwall's home. F- yeah. You're Putting mad. my neck on the line. You're nuts, right? Reading's not going to be easy tomorrow. I mean, if they're both in the... They both want to turn that corner. They both want that win. They need yeah. the pos- positivity. Are they just going to lock head? I think they're going to lock heads. You never know. You never know. Uh, it's Love Sport Radio with your Millwall fan show. Thanks for joining us this week. We've had some absolute crackers. Plenty on the way, though. Stick around on back Sunday night from 7, where we talk all things Watford, Wimbledon, and a bit of non-league. This show, of course, available on lovesportradio.com. Hit on demand. Find the Millwall logo and enjoy. And I think we're about to go next door and record an extra. I think we are. So if, if you're listening on Monday morning or Tuesday morning, then just click the next link and get the extra bit, which is 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 yeah it's going to be interesting really is some extra length so, yeah. and the championship is back the championship Woo-hoo. is back yeah it's football eve hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.